Join Chris and Suzanne Vester today on Faith Family Fulfillment as they lead discussions on creating a strong bond and having a loving relationship through Christian values. Guests on the show share insightful stories and ideas to enhance a positive family upbringing and create trust in one another, as well as providing encouraging words of wisdom everyone should hear. And now, here are Chris and Suzanne. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Faith Family Fulfillment. I am your co-host, Chris. And I'm Suzanne. Um, no, a long episode, because we've got an episode coming that's going to require a little extra editing. Yeah. So this is a gap filler, but we've been talking about um, what I think is going to be an important subject. So I'll pray us in, and we'll get started. Okay. Lord, we come to you humble as always, just in how you show up for us with your mercy and grace. Um, even when we don't show up for you, you are always there. And we know that you're going to be here in this conversation. I'm asking for guidance, wisdom, and for you to lead the conversation so that you do get the glory in the story. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So through a couple of stories, um, a couple of acquaintances that we have that have had some serious pain in their life, and sometimes it's really hard to understand purpose in pain. Because pain does have purpose. And we look back and it's hard for us in the moment to see it. Almost 100% of the time, it's hard for us to see it. But I think, you know, when we look back and, and see trials and tribulations and most of us would consider pain, hopefully we see the purpose. Mm-hmm. A friend of ours, he lost his wife years ago, um, 10 years ago. I'm guessing. I don't recall. I don't know the exact year. Um, And recently, through a series of events, the lady he's dating, her next door neighbor, was killed in a car accident. And her husband, of course, now is dealing with the same pain. And one of the things that I shared is to this friend of ours, and I don't want to use names because I don't. I haven't asked permission to share his entire story is that he'd be able to relate to this gentleman in a way that nobody else could. Mm-hmm. And maybe it would help him find purpose in the pain. Mm-hmm. And it's been a little over a month and this gentleman is a proclaiming atheist, mm-hmm. no belief in God. And one of those immediate concerns of his family was now that he, if this happened and he lost his wife, because she was a believer, is that he would never come to know Christ. And through lots of conversations, he actually has started to attend the Grief Share group at our church, which is the perfect place for him. Mm-hmm. And without the friend of ours being in his life at that point of pain, who knows if that, if he'd have been introduced to that group or even how he would have managed and dealt with the pain of his, his wife passing because mm-hmm. it was a sudden passing car accident. And so I, I think without, what is it? There's, if without a test, there's no testimony, mm-hmm. you know? And I think how often do we examine our lives and think about our pain points and ask ourselves, how can that pain point and how God brought me through it, can I use that to help someone else through that similar type of pain? Right. 
And I think back even to several of our guests, um, Brooke and Chad, for example, Brooke having gone through um, very severe drug addiction in recovery, um, there are people she can reach, mm-hmm. only she can reach right. because she's walked it. She knows what it feels like. And, and the same for Chad on the reverse of it. You know, he knows what it's like to walk a spouse through that process. So only he would be able to reach a certain group of people. And there's there's community in in problems a lot of times. And we can use it for good or bad, obviously. But then I also think about um, Jeff and Allie Went. Mm-hmm. Both of them were widowed and now they're they're married and really I think it's part of their mission to really pour into couples so that, and one of the things they said during the um, the podcast recording was grief is a season. It's not an identity. Right. And I think that you could apply that statement to anything that you're going through. It's, yes. It is temporary, but it, it doesn't need to become who you are. Right. Yeah. How you identify yourself, right. right. Or the end of your identity, you know, it's, um, one of my best friends is getting ready to celebrate in February eight years sober. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the conversations he and I had early um, because he was challenged to be part of the leadership of his church's addiction program called Re- Reformers Unanimous. And um, when he and I were discussing that, because he had a lot of reservations about that. And then when he and I were discussing it, he said, Two things struck me. Number one, he said, man, when you're getting out there sharing, it's like standing up there naked because everybody gets to see all the struggle. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, but you're going to be able to have conversation with people in a way that nobody else can, you know, because you've you know that without you putting the strength in God to get you through that, like you couldn't do it on your own. Like It was like you had tried and just wasn't happening. And it wasn't until you said, hey, I'm just going to surrender this that you were able to overcome it. And I share with him on multiple occasions. It's like, man, I can't be your quote unquote sponsor, <laughs> you know, cause like I've never, you know, alcohol addiction is not a struggle for me. Like that's not like, I'm. it's just never been something I've craved, you know, you know, went into, but if you want to talk about this, then Hey man, I'm your guy, you know? So it, it I guess the point of what I'm trying to make is looking back through your individual struggles as, as a just a single individual person and say, okay, well, how did God bring me through that in that season? And how am I supposed to be using that to help other people who are struggling with that same pain? And then, you know, one of the points of this podcast, our podcast, not this episode, but our podcast as a whole is, you know, reaching out to people that have come through things and, putting them on full display, letting them share their story about coming through struggles mm-hmm. and leaning on God to get it through, get them through it so that people can hear it and say, well, I'm not alone in that. And Hey, maybe that's my answer. But I think what helps with that is on the individual side is listening to those moments, you know, where the Holy spirit says to you, Hey, like that's somebody you need to touch. Like that's, and I don't mean physically. There's a, there's a, there's a gut feeling or a, a feeling of hey, open your mouth and move forward and having a conversation. And are we listening to that? You know, Pastor Chris 
he said the other day in a sermon, I know, and I actually Instagram story, I never Instagram story anything during church, but it was so powerful. I had to do it in the middle of the sermon, but I was afraid I would forget (laughs) it. And so, but pastor Chris said, I know you heard what the pastor had to say, but did you hear what God had to say? And I think one of my takeaways from that is, you know, the, the power of the nudge. And that wasn't what the whole sermon was about. There's a multiple ways you could listen to that. Hey, are you spending time alone with God listening to what he's got to say? Are you spending time alone in his word listening to what he's got to say? Are you doing more than listening to your pastor on Sunday morning? You know, and even then, are you listening to what God's saying to you and not what the pastor's saying to you or is what God's saying through the pastor? But Listening for the moments of, hey, share this, speak to this person, evangelize, like listening to those, listening to what God's saying in a moment of how to help someone deal with pain if they're sharing. Our leadership development group, one of the things we work on for each of those individuals is, is relationship, you know, and they get to pick one relationship that they want to pour into. Every 12 weeks, there's a new one. So they're building. So at the end of the year, there's four deeper relationships in their life. Mm -hmm. And so often, you know, it's a spouse or a child or like, and with us having three children and obviously being married for a while, like that's something I can speak to. Like, how do you develop a deeper relationship with your kid? How do you be intentional with your relationship with your child? How do you be more intentional? Which, Like those are using sometimes our pain to work through that, um, to walk them through that um, because they're the reason they want to work on that relationship is because it might be waning or it's, it's feeling like there's like they're losing control. And I think, you know, there's purpose in our pain of how do we in the moment share that with that person who's asking for, Hey, how do I make it through this? Mm. So maybe that's a, a lot of rambling to say, are we examining what God's, what's come into our life and how God brought us through it. And then is that the end of it? Or as I say, most times when I pray sin, are you sharing how God got the glory in that story and how faith in him, time with him, leaning on him, got you through it and letting someone else see that so that they follow that same path, you know, because I do think about you know the friend of ours and and how he is pouring into someone who proclaims absolutely no belief in God, mm-hmm. and all he's pouring in is, "Hey, God got me through it." I mean, I think there's a huge testimony in that to the point that the guy steps foot in a church to be part of a group. You know, that's the first step for sure. Mm-hmm. I think often you want to tell people, "Look, just listen." So that you don't have to do it the hard way. (laughs) It's kind of like when your parents tell you, you know, I've been there. I've done that. You're not going to have a good outcome if you do it that way. And you still do it that way. Like you just don't like you just don't know. But sometimes when people do come to a point of frustration or the end of the rope or, you know, just they feel like it's going down into like kind of I call it circling the drain because it's just kind of not going anywhere positive being able to not even really having to share a lot with people sometimes it's just 
being present with them and letting them just unload on you. And, and because you have been through hard things, you're able to be that, that strong presence so that if they're falling apart, then, you know, you can, you can speak life back into them. I think it was the Goldens that actually said they wanted to um, love people, you know, back into um, their life and they're helping them learn to live again after, you know, he said that uh, I'm trying to remember the quote discipleship was dirty, right? you know, so sometimes it's, you know, what you've learned through your life lessons is very dirty, but you might need to to get in the ditch and be dirty with somebody else so that you can help walk them back through the process. Because when people get to that point, a lot of times what they don't have is hope. Right. Yeah, I think you know, I had a conversation with Stephanie today, actually, um, on the way back from our quarterly meeting. And we were talking about the LDD, the leadership development groups. So we got at work. And I said, you know, I think a lot of people go in thinking, well, it's some type of group therapy. Like you're in there, you're discussing certain things and it's this idea of therapy. But if they understand the difference between, you know, coaching and therapy is drastically different. And, you know, with therapy, you're just talking with somebody to help you walk yourself through a problem. Whereas coaching, you're dealing with someone who's, who has walked themselves through it. That's a much different take of, you know, you think about it how much more difficult it is sometimes for people to to think about the idea of why it's important to have a coach. But if they need therapy, they're quick to go to a doctor for therapy. Mm. And the difference is you've got a you know, the therapist who is trained to help you walk through your own problem. But a coach has been in the situation mm. and can let you learn from their own personal mistakes. It's a much more personal, you know, walk through it. Because they are discussing the purpose in their pain. You know, it's they're giving examples of, hey, these are the the hard points, the sticking points of whatever it is you're developing. But if you have a situation that has developed itself in your life and you and you know someone who's been through that, you know, even reaching out and saying, Hey, how'd you get through it? But from the other side of it is knowing the struggles that you've been through. Are we looking for the opportunity to use those struggles to bring others to Christ? Are we using like as a discipleship tool, I guess is probably the best way to explain that is, I mean, our testimony is one thing, but you know, I think people see the testimonies. Okay. This is how I came to know Christ. Or this is, this is how I came to my faith. That's what I think a lot of people see as their testimony. But in reality, it's okay. If that's where the story ends, then people get this misconception that, okay, when that happens, everything got easy. Right. And we've talked about it on here. Like that's one of the misconception is, oh, now it's going to get easy. Right. But from the vast majority, it gets, it's harder. <laughs> you know, it's the desire to live differently is there. It, so it requires it's, a different vantage point, a right. different lens on life. And and if we're open to that and saying, yeah, hey, this is my moment of recognizing I, I need a savior in my life. And since that moment, these are the things I've been through. But because of that moment of me recognizing I needed a savior, I had something that brought me through it other than just my own sheer strength and will. 
you know, leaning on. That's why I needed Jesus. You know, it's all the purpose and the pain and all the struggles that we do go through. And it creates a sense of, of community, both a sense and a true community, because you're not meant to do it by yourself. Right. You're not meant to go it alone. And a lot of times I think if we were more mindful of being in that community and engaging with that community frequently, um, consistently, uh, the problems that we we tend to find would probably, I don't want to say wouldn't be a problem, but they would be probably caught and quit far faster. We get some perspective. You know, I mean, it gives perspective to what you're going through. Mm-hmm. If you're hearing somebody else that's walked it, it gives you, I mean, you said it while ago, sometimes they don't see hope, you know. But to to see someone who's made it through it and thriving and like that's you know it's it's funny the world loves an underdog story you know but the underdog story is almost always how someone has a moment of pain and rises above it you know the difference in our underdog story is we don't rely on our own ability to to pull ourselves up by quote unquote our bootstraps it's about recognizing the fact that, hey, I didn't do it by my own strength, you know. Or couldn't. Couldn't do it by my own strength. And the minute I stopped trying to do it by my own strength, that's when, like, I was pulled through it, you know. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked a lot about our, like, our personal struggles on here, but I know that when we went to couples therapy, Christian-based couples therapy the first time, like the, it gave us such a different perspective on what love was even, mm. you know, and it was the first time I'd heard it. And I think it's the first time you had ever been broken down for you, but, you know, going through that and then saying to someone of, of where we were when we, when I talk to people about that and I say, Hey, this is where we were walking in that place individually. This is where I was. And this is where Suzanne was. And nine months later, we've got a our therapist who, with us relying on the strength of not us, but who we look to for our faith and, and our strength. He was looking at us going, I don't think you guys need to come back, you know? And so, but being able to, to talk to people about that, those struggles and hopefully have purpose in that. You know, I told you, like, I, I know sometimes it's not hard. It's not fun to look back at that struggle. But if we had not had that struggle, like, I wouldn't know where that faith-based counseling was located, who they were or anything. And we know of two people that have been blessed and that use that faith-based counseling now to deal with some things. And one of them's our daughter. You know, we wouldn't have told her, hey, this is why you're in college. Like, therapy was working for her. It's a great tool for her. And like, we wouldn't have known about that, wouldn't have known to point her to that direction, wouldn't have known how that place could serve her. So you think about the multiple ways that our pain, mm-hmm. right, has been given in my brain anyway, purpose. Of course, I think when I sent you that text, you said, I would have preferred not to go through the pain. <laughs> I mean, we've given a choice who would not want to choose that. Absolutely. But there's ended up being things that have come from it that have been not for us. I mean, yes, for us, but like we made it through it, yeah. but being as, as an extension of us walking through it, being able to point someone in a direction, and then they were able to move in a very positive way, mm-hmm. which is what I think, like our friend, like it's, 
he's giving an example of how God showed up for him. And like I said, this man who says, like, I don't even believe there is a God. He's at least willing to step foot in a church and have conversations with people who have experienced the same type of grief he's experienced, mm-hmm. which will give purpose to their pain. And that kind of extension by extension is you meet people where they are with no agenda, with no judgment. You just love them. Right. Purpose in the pain. Yes. You're welcome for that title. (laughs) So if you're listening, I guess I would like for the takeaway to be doing some self-reflection. If you're a couple and there's been struggles, do self-reflection about those struggles and and ask yourself, how can we as a couple help others with our pain? And that would give the pain purpose. And then for the individual that's listening, who's had individual pain, because not all pains. I mean, once you're married, if your spouse is in pain, you're in pain, right? But if you're struggling or have struggled and you came through it and like, you know, that the source of your strength was something way bigger than you being able to share that with someone as part of a testimony, not just your, how I came to Christ's testimony, Mm but Hey, not only did I come to him, but in a time of need, this is how Christ showed up for me. This is how God showed up for me. Mm -hmm. And this is how Holy spirit speaks to me. Like it's, it's all those things. Right. Agreed. Sure. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to, to talk and to share and to, perhaps even and give people the opportunity to take an inventory and see what in their life that they may see as being useless, unworthy, or just something that they don't ever want to revisit, but giving that a new perspective and giving them the opportunity and the permission to not let that identify them and give them the permission to give someone else hope so that they can see that you can get through it and on the other side. This is what it looks like. We just ask that it be used in, in whatever way you see it's needed and that those who need to hear it do. We ask it in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of Faith Family Fulfillment brought to you by Chris and Suzanne Vester. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and stories. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Chris and Suzanne on Instagram at H-V-A-U-T-O-C-O-O and Suzanne.C.Vester. That's at S-U-Z-A-N-N-E dot C dot V-E-S-T-E-R. 